Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Abgenommen bedauert. Sit down, gentlemen, and sit still. I've come to order a coffin for the first one of you who makes a move. Gun Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875. The Carlton Hotel. Headquarters of the man called Paladin. Good evening, Mr. Paladin. Evening. Oh, you're the paper, Mr. Paladin. Oh, thanks, hey boy. Uh, uh, excuse, please. Must go a lady look for me. Lady? What lady? Mm-hmm. Well, I should say it is a lady. Oh, very sorry. Could not catch tickets to opera. Oh, so not. Oh, I still hope to sit in that performance. And you still can. I couldn't help overhearing your difficulty. I have an opera box if you would care to be my guest. Oh, thank you. But we could not presume on your courtesy. Uh, we? Uh, my husband and I, Senor... Paladin. Oh. Now, of course, the invitation extends to him also. We have been looking for you, my dear. Oh, Miguel. Uh, Senor Paladin, this is my husband, Senor Rojas. Senor? And Dr. Mayhew. Great pleasure, Mr. Paladin. Dr. Mayhew. Senor Paladin has kindly offered us his box at the opera tonight. There were no more tickets. Very kind. Uh, Dr. Mayhew is, of course, included in my invitation. That's very gracious of you, Mr. Paladin. The invitation is accepted? We accept, on the condition that you join us and be our guest for dinner, Mr. Paladin. Is that not correct, my dear? Quite correct, Mr. Paladin. Until this evening, then, when is there? Mr. Paladin? Oh, 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 husband, no like you. <laughs> I'm afraid you're right. But then, why should he? No one could be more at home with history than Edward R. Murrow. For more than 20 years now, he's focused his attention on world affairs, broadened his viewpoint with travel, and sharpened his perspective by meeting and getting to know many of the leading statesmen of our time. Five evenings a week on CBS Radio, Edward R. Murrow shares his experience with you. For a clear, concise report on today's important developments, join us on most of these same stations when it's time for Edward R. Murrow with the news. A fuller understanding of current events is waiting for you, too, 
on every lively edition of our World News Roundup. Seven mornings a week on CBS Radio, the World News Roundup takes you to the scene of the news for eyewitness reports by CBS News correspondents. Hear what's happening direct from where it's happening. Get the feeling of the news along with the facts as our World News Roundup comes your way at breakfast time tomorrow. Dr. Mayhew, it's time to wake up. The performance is over. Oh, oh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Paladin. Opera is not one of my special likes. Uh, uh, Which one was this? The Marriage of Figaro by Mozart. Oh, yes, of course. (laughs) Well, at any rate, Don Miguel's wife seems to have enjoyed it. Dona Maria is a remarkable woman, Doctor. Meant to savor and enjoy beautiful things. And I might comment for your particular benefit, Mr. Paladin, that Don Miguel is a remarkable man. Wait a minute. Huh? Oh, what is it? Someone behind the curtain. What? what? Don Miguel! Look out! Don Miguel! Oh, please, Don Maria, Dr. May, you will do all he can. Oh. Paladin, he needs treatment at once. We'll have to get him out of here. Yes, any news? No, not yet. We are still waiting. I spoke to the police. There'll be no trouble. It was a clear case of self-defense. The man attacked your husband and was shot down. It was lucky Don Miguel was armed. Yes. Is he always armed? Uh, I do not know. Did you see the man who attacked your husband? Of course I saw him. Did you know him? No. The man looked very surprised at the way things turned oh, out. Oh, it doesn't, Doctor, make you hurry. Doña Maria, has Don Miguel ever been attacked like this before? No. Yes, 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 he has. Oh, there is no need to lie about it. It's an insane blood feud that has cost many lives already. This was bound to happen. They failed tonight. They will not fail another time. Blood feud? Perhaps I can help? This is not a tragic opera, senor. In this case, death is very... Doctor, how is he? He's resting quietly. You may go to him now, Doña Maria. Uh, Doña Maria. Yes. Give him my card. This is not time for fun. Have gun. Will travel. Give it to him. Please. See, I will. Well, uh, the wound itself isn't too serious, but I don't like the looks of it. Why, Doctor? What's the problem? There was poison on the knife blade. Nothing familiar. A plant substance of some sort. Well, the question is, will Don Miguel live? Yes. For perhaps a week. Yes. Yes, she did. 
What do you want? Revenge? No. My task for you is much more personal. I want you to escort my body safely to my home in San Tomasino and deliver it there to my wife. Doña Maria, isn't she here in San Francisco? I sent her home this morning. I wish to die unobserved. Someone once commented you were a remarkable man. Do not misconstrue my sentimentality. The vendetta against our family includes the threat of mutilation of the body. In which case, the bestiality is complete. I would prefer that it did not happen to my body. Will you take the job? All right. One thousand dollars and expenses. We have a bargain. Good. You'll be paid by Maria upon said delivery of my body in San Tomasino. Thank you, Senor Pallini. San Francisco. What did you say, hey boy? Big robbery in San Francisco. $230,000. Oh, very careless. You read? No, I was reading something else. Don Miguel Rojas, distinguished visitor from Mexico, died last night of knife wounds, suffered last week when he was attacked by an unidentified assailant while attending the opera. Mr. Paladin? Yes? I am Mr. Wilkins. Oh, yes, the mortician. You sent for me. May I be of help to you? You can turn one of your clients over to me, Mr. Wilkins, the late Don Miguel Rojas. Here, this is a letter of authorization. The body is to go into Mexico. You'll need a certificate to cross the border, sir. I have that from Dr. Mayhew. And uh, how do you propose to transport the body? I've hired a stagecoach, Mr. Wilkins. Uh, when would you like to start? As soon as possible. Don Miguel will be ready. Good day, sir. Good day. Oh, how long you be gone, Mr. Paladin? Oh, 12 days, two weeks at the most. Now, why do you look like that? Hey, dead man. Oh, no good trip carrying dead man. Oh, 
border stations are all alike, Mr. Paladin. Anybody here? You just try to go through without inspection. You'll find out if anybody's here. Where's your destination? San Tomasino. Name? Paladin. My driver is Timmons. Just the two of you? Uh, three. John, Miguel, Hey! You can't take a dead body across the border. Yes, I can. There's a statute book. Read Article 8, page 14. You want to inspect the coffin? Open that thing up? Oh, not me. All right, sir. What's the country like between here and San Tomasino? Well, empty. Except for a water hole called Loma Verde. The rest is rattlers and blow dirt. Oh, go on. Inspection's over. Let's go, Timmons. Yeah! Yeah! spot of green we've seen, Mr. Paladin. Loma Verde's hardly a paradise. I don't like it. Uh, can't say I like it much myself, but we won't be here long. At least we can water the horses. The sooner we can move on. Hold it. Why? We have company behind that rock. Huh? You ever sound Los Manos? Bandits. Don't move. Raise your hand, senores. Do what he says. Why well, not? He's alone, Mr. Paladin. Him against us. Yeah. What are we going to do? We can let him kill us here, or we can fight him here. You say the word. Now. Why? Very wise after such a foolish thing. Now climb down carefully. Now what? You may bury your friend if you wish. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Seems I know you from somewhere. Quite possibly. If I take off the handkerchief, you might remember where. Don Miguel. Of course. You're not a bad shot for a corpse. Do not make me prove that point again. Disinfectant anywhere kills disease germs on contact. It's Lysol in a new pine scent. Right. Now there's a new pine-scented Lysol. Now your home can be pine-sweet and Lysol-clean with genuine Lysol brand disinfectant. New pine-scented Lysol disinfects, deodorizes, deep-cleans kitchen, bathroom, nursery, sick room. Keeps things fresh and sweet with no extra work. Pine-scented Lysol helps guard your home. In laboratory tests, Lysol's anti-germ action kept working for seven full days. So try this new pine-scented Lysol. Make your home... Pine, sweet, and Lysol clean. You can still get regular Lysol, too.
Turn around, please. You're done? And now we can talk like gentlemen. Sure. Now, I would like to satisfy my curiosity about that cargo. Open up my coffin. Money. A great deal of it. The shipping payroll robbery. $230,000. You plan well. Dr. Mayhew was in on this? He has been paid off along with Mr. Wilkins, our undertaker. They made my death seem very convincing. But not as convincing as yours will be, Senor Paladin. What are you waiting for? First, you must help me with another burial. The money must be hidden until certain arrangements are made. Replace the lid and come down. I warn you, any false move will shorten your life and will assure you a much more unpleasant death than you now contemplate. Pick up the shovel. Now move. When you staged that attack at the opera, what about the man who was killed? The man was hired to play a part. I changed the ending of his scene. <laughs> no wonder he looked surprised. You cannot play chess without sacrificing pawns. Now, dig. All right. You're in check. Miguel. Miguel. Checkmate. to the border. Hey, did you deliver that? That coffin's still up there on top. And the corpse is in the coach. Take a look. You see? Just sit where you are, mister, and start explaining. <laughs> that is the body in the coach. The coffin up here is filled with stolen money. What are you trying to pull, mister? You don't think I'm telling the truth? No. There's an easy way to prove it. Come on up here and open the coffin. All right, I will. Here, give me a hand. Right. Well, I'll be. What's your name? Farley. Mr. Farley, there's a lady in San Tomasino waiting for the body of her husband, whereupon she will pay me my fee. I need your help. What's this got to do with me? I thought you might want to get credit for the lady's arrest if she's a part of the plan. What about all this money? What'd we do with that? The colonel in command of the 3rd Cavalry at Nogales will sign for it and escort it back to San Francisco. All right. We'll turn the money over to him and start back. But how do we know if this lady is guilty or not? Suppose you leave that up to me, Mr. Farley. Surprised to see me? No, 
but I thought... I didn't wish to disturb the servants. You see, my errand is quite personal. Yes, my husband sent word before he... Would you like us to bring the coffin in this way? Very well. Excuse me. All right, Mr. Farney. I don't like this, Paladin. This is Mr. Farley, Doña Maria, Senora Rojas. How do you, ma'am? How do you do? I, I will get your money, Senor. Uh, don't you think you should make certain that I've fulfilled my part of the bargain? Yes, you are right. Open the coffin. Farley. Yeah. That is my husband. I will get your money. What do you think, Farley? Not guilty. No woman could be that calm. She thought her husband was alive and then saw him dead. Then you're satisfied she had nothing to do with him? Yeah. All right. Wait for me at the stagecoach. Yeah. Don't be too long. Where is your man, senor? There is a drink for him in the kitchen. You hid your surprise very well. And your grief. I had no grief for Miguel. I do not know how he died, but I can never thank you enough for giving me my freedom. My life with him was a nightmare. I could believe you. I saw it in your face. Goodbye, Doña Maria. Wait. Your money. Um, no, I'd rather not. Please, senor. It gives me pleasure to pay for my errors. Especially since this is the last payment. Very well. Should you come again to San Francisco, I hope you'll come with me to the opera. Ah, Dr. Mayhew. Oh, I, uh, I got your message, Mr. Paladin, but I'm afraid I can't give you too much time. I'm a very busy man. All of us are. Ah, here comes another busy man. Hey? Mr. Wilkins, the undertaker. My dear Mr. Paladin, what can I do for you? Sit down, first of all. Thank you. Doctor. Uh, uh, Wilkins. Uh, well, Paladin, what is it you want? I'd like to order a coffin. A coffin? For whom? For whichever of you gentlemen makes the first move. Well, I... This is a derringer in case identification escapes you. Hey, boy. Mr. Paladin? Get me a policeman. On second thought, get me two policemen. One apiece. Oh, oh big story in papers. Dr. Mayhew and Mr. Wilkins all in jail. Where they belong, hey, boy. Ah, here we are. Oh, where are we? San Francisco Opera premiere tonight. Hey, boy, I want you to take this over to the opera house. Buy me a box. Oh. Now, what's the matter with you? Last time you go to opera, man get killed, money gets stolen. Oh, big trouble. You know, learn? <laughs> of course I learn. What would you have me do? No opera, no lady. <laughs> hey, boy, I'm afraid you have a lot to learn. Gun, 
will travel. Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe, is produced and directed by Norman MacDonald and stars John Daner as Paladin with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was written by Ken Cove and adapted for radio by John Dawson. Featured in the cast were Lillian Bayeth, Harry Bartell, Joseph Kearns, Howard Culver, Ralph Moody, and Vic Perrin. Hugh Douglas speaking. Join us again next week for Have Gun, Will Travel. gentlemen. And I have only one bullet left in my derringer, so my choice is very simple. I'll kill the first man who speaks. Have Gun, Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875, the Carlton Hotel, headquarters of the man called Paladin. Mr. Paladin, Mr. Paladin. Over here, hey boy. Oh, yes, sir. A bank almost closed. Uh, here the money. Oh, $1,000. Good, good. Thank you, hey boy. Now bring the saddlebag along, will you? Wait. You go? I go. You just come back from going. I go again. Oh, I see. Uh, I see. A lovely lady with long blonde hair who lives in sweet is... just a bit too purposeful for my taste at the moment. <laughs> uh, in short, hey boy, she is chasing me. Oh, very, very persuasive lady, Mr. Paladin. And less apt to persuade me to marry her if I'm not around. Give me the bag. Oh, yes. Ah, absence makes the heart grow fonder. (laughs) And it also makes the eye wander. Oh, yes. Especially a lady's eye. Easy, boy, easy. Oh, very pretty lady. Why you not marry her? Well, a woman has to be something besides pretty for me to go that far. Oh, wait. Someday you come across woman who is something beside pretty. Then, then what? Ah, then what indeed, my friend. Hold any messages that come for me. Oh, 
Send message by wire. Where you go? Where I can't be reached. Uh, where that? I don't know, but I'll find it. Come on, boy. my mind yet. What's the name of this town? We call her Bluebell. Looking for a job? <laughs> Just a drink. Yeah, they'll give you one in there if you can pay for it. Thank you, Sheriff. <laughs> What'll it be, Hoppergrass? Yeah. Rye, just give me the bottle in the glass. That'll be five dollars. Uh, worked up quite a thirst, stranger. <laughs> I'll get you a better brand than the bar bottle. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Uh, this'll do. Yeah, it ought to. You're the one yeah. that belongs to that black horse outside? That's right. Nice animal. Uh, would you care for a drink? Uh, no, thanks. And I got a piece of advice for you, stranger. I wouldn't drink any of that. I already have. Why? Get along, Sue. Customer's waiting for you at the ferro. No, just a minute. There's a customer right here at the bar. I said get. See you around, mister. Now, look, I... Kind of careless, stranger. What was in that drink? Whiskey, mister. That's all they sell. Look, I... I asked you a question. And I'm giving you an answer. Who are you? That's who I am. Remember me? Mm. Mm. Oh. Girl in the saloon. Right. You're in my place. Remember what happened? No way. Slipped enough drugs in your drink to kill a horse. Here, can you sit up? Uh, oh, I felt better. Pretty stupid, mister. Flashing a thick roll of bills. Uh, oh, I'm gone. Sure. <laughs> no Barbary Coast trick. How come you fell for it? No excuse. I was careless. Man's always got an excuse for everything. Every one of you is handsome and clever. Been everywhere, broke a hundred hearts. You've all got the same high opinion of yourselves. Well, that's the... Ooh, Ooh my ribs. He tried to finish you off with his boots. Who did? Saul Goodfellow. Saul Good. I'll remember. Here, you need this. <laughs> my derringer. Saul missed something else when he searched her. His card. A gun will travel. I like the sound of that. Will you kill him? He took a thousand dollars from me, took my gun, my holster, and I suppose my horse went along, too. You suppose right. Will you kill him? Would you care? I felt Saul's boot, too. You know, I have a lot to thank you for. You can thank me by letting me go with you. It's the only way I can leave this town. 
What's your name? Sue Tyler. Sue? You can pack whatever you want. I'll take you as far as Wickenburg. But I'm going to see Mr. Goodfellow before I leave. When I came here this morning, I had a horse, a gun, and a thousand dollars. I intend to leave the same way. You saying somebody stole your money? What's his name? Saul Goodfellow. I just can't go along with that. Just tell me where I can find him. That won't be hard to do. You just called my brother a thief. I'm Jack Goodfellow. Next thing you'll be saying is that Cousin Jim there doctored your drink. Howdy. Or that maybe our Uncle Ed over there has your horse and your saddlebag. Howdy, mister. Seems to be your town. Sort of a family affair, but... Sal! Sal, come here. What? Fella here's making a complaint against you. That's the truth. I'll trouble you for my gun and my money. What are you talking about? That gun in your holster. Money in your pocket. Sal! Ask him why don't he just take him. That's the gun you say I took, mister? That's the gun. I'll tell you what. I'm going to take five bullets out of this here gun, see? Then I'm going to throw them away, like this. Now, I got one shell left in here. And I'm going to kill you with this one bullet if you try to take his gun. So, come on, take it. If you can, mister. Hand it over, <laughs> You'll be dead before you can draw the hammer back. That's so. Where'd you get that? <laughs> Stay back and hold two shots. Now who wants the second one? All right. I'll take my gun. My money. There's only two hundred. I see each took a share. Drop your gun, fellas. Don't do it. He killed Sal, but we got four guns, and he's only got one bullet left in that derringer. One's better than none. We got him. When I say three, draw. One. If you say two, I'll kill you. Keep counting. I'll kill the next man who speaks. Yeah, it's Sue. She's going to run us down. Get her! Oh, come on. Come on, get boy. All right. Yeah. All right. Give me those lines and get down low. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
thanks. You know, for a girl, you drive pretty well. Stop here. Give me your bag. I can carry my half. <laughs> I've noticed that. <laughs> well, let me help you now. By the time they backtrack, it'll be dark. We'll spend the night here. Can I see that Derringer minute? Here. I'm going to take a bath in the river. Got three years of bluebell to wash out of my skin. And if you so much as look that way, I'll kill you. <laughs> you pull that trigger and you'll show four rifles our hiding place. Come on, give it to me. Come on. Thanks. Um, you have your bath. And... All right. Uh, I'll try to find some supper. Rabbit's meal's good. Mmm. Ain't you afraid of showing smoke? No. Dry mesquite doesn't smoke. Oh. Uh, I'd help you cook supper. I, I washed my clothes. They're drying. I, I got to stay in this blanket. Sit down. Any side of them when you was out catching the dinner? No. How come we spend the night here? Seems darkness might be the best time to run for Wickenburg. You know, the moon rises in an hour. It'll be almost as bright as day. So? I want them to tire their horses searching for us tonight. See, ours will be fresh in the morning. We may be able to outrun them, but we sure can't outfight them with one bullet. Ain't got no other reason in mind for us staying here? Where do you go after Wickenburg? Back to San Francisco. Paladin. Hmm. Do you have a wife or anything? No. Take me with you. I'm pretty. Dressed up right, no man would be ashamed of me. I'm, I'm healthy and strong. I'm no lily-handed lady that expects more than she's willing to give. I'm not asking for the Santa cut of your life. Go as you please and do as you please. Just say something nice to me now and then. That's all I ask. Just think about it until we get to Wicked. You're... You're something besides pretty. What does that mean? Mm. I'll tell you, Wickenburg. One and only genuine Lysol brand disinfectant comes in a new pine scent. It disinfects, deodorizes, as nothing else does, kills disease germs on contact. 
In laboratory tests, Lysol's anti-germ action kept working for seven full days. A bottle costs as little as 29 cents, and it's so easy to use. Just add new pine-scented Lysol to your suds when you clean in bathroom, kitchen, nursery, sick room. Use pine-scented Lysol because Lysol deep cleans. Make your home... Pine, sweet, and Lysol clean. You can still get regular Lysol, too. How much longer? Another two hours. We ought to be in Wickenburg. What's the matter? There's somebody up ahead there. Hey, you there! Paladin, use the whip. There's no need. He isn't armed. Ooh. 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 Hey, how about a ride to Wickenburg? What's the matter? Well, I've been rustled, or whatever you call it. Just because one of their horses had thrown a shoe, they took mine right out of the traces. Four men? Yes. How'd you know? Who are you? Peter Keystone, hide and tell buyer from New York. For who? For my father. He owns the plant. I need a gun. Is there one in your rig there? Well, that's one in your hip, isn't it? It's empty. Have you got one or ammunition? What's going on? Those four asked me the same question. Those men you saw, the one who took your horse, they're after us. They'll kill me. Kill you? A pretty girl like you? Why? Have I... you got a gun? There's a repeating rifle under the seat and some shells to go with it. Well, just a minute now. I didn't say... I know you didn't. Stay down. And stay right here, both of you. But I... You stay with me, Mr. Keith. Yeah, stay with her. I'm going to work my way up towards them. All right, Paladin. We got you cut off. Ain't no sense in trying to fight us with one bullet. What are we waiting for? With that Derringer, he ain't got no range. Get him! He's got a rifle! Oh, no, hold on. the rest of my money and throw it on the ground. Stand back. What are you going to do to me? You go get my wagon and drive it up here and load those wounded men on it. Your wagon's gone. My... What? Her and that other fellow took off in it. All right, Mr. Goodfellow, hitch one of your horses onto his rig. It's better than nothing. I want to get to Wickenburg. 
sweetest, Sonic. You know, in New York, I never saw anyone just like you. I think... Oh. Hello. Mr. Keystone? Hello. Good afternoon. Mister, I, I didn't want to jump in that rig and run, but I was thinking of Sue here. Yeah. A gentleman always considers a lady first. The question is, what does a lady consider first? It was your fight, not his or mine. But I'm sure glad you came out all right. Well, what are you looking at me for? I ain't done nothing wrong. No, of course not. But this is Wickenburg. I promised you an answer to something here. You've got some kind of lies to spread. Go ahead. Men are always lying. Who? Not you, but most of them. All I have for you, Miss Tyler, is an expression of gratitude. For the third and last time in our casual relationship. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Keystone. Wait a minute. Don't go, Mr. Paladin. Let him go. He pretended to be such a gentleman. He's just a a gunfighter, like I told you. I hardly know him. I, I saw through him right from the first... That's odd. Just now I have a feeling he's looking right through you. Well, look. Don't let him change our plans. You promised to take me to New York with you. Where are you going? Maybe we better talk some more about New York. Later. Well, what now, Paladin? You're very pretty, Miss Tyler. Goodbye. Oh, Mr. Paladin, welcome back to San Francisco. Thank you, hey boy. I think maybe you've gone a long time. You're not gone so long at all. No. Uh, tell me, did I get any messages? Oh, yes. So all kinds of messages. But any particular messages from... A particular lady. Oh, you mean pretty lady with blonde hair who want to marry you fast? Yes. <laughs> you want? No, of course I want. Where is it? Oh, no sensible. You run away from her. You run back to her. You run away again if I give you a message. Not a chance. Now, give me the message. Never mind. I'll give it to him myself. <laughs> there. Satisfied? I don't know. Answer two questions first. Why did you go away? Because of you. Why did you come back? Because of you. You're a liar. Because of you. Um, dinner? Hmm? I'll be ready at seven. Hmm? Call for me then? Aye, <laughs> very, very pretty. Yes, very pretty. And that's enough for now. Gun will travel. Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe, is produced and directed by Norman McDonald and stars John Daner as Paladin with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was written by Gene Roddenberry and adapted for radio by John Dawson. Featured in the cast were Lynn Allen, Jack Edwards, Vic Perrin, Harry Bartell, Frank Gerstle, and Eve McVeigh. 
Hugh Douglas speaking. Join us again next week for Have Gun, Will Travel. promised I'd avoid a gunfight if possible. But it looks as though it isn't possible. I have one bullet left. You may draw when you're ready. Have Gun, Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875, the Carlton Hotel, headquarters of the man called Paladin. <laughs> Go on, Mr. Paladin. Well, at 7 o'clock, we could have champagne in the lounge. Mm-hmm. At 8 o'clock, dinner at the Peacock, something special. Oh, I'm intrigued, Mr. Paladin. And, uh... Then? Uh, coach ride to Barnaby's for crepe Suzetta's only Barnaby prepares a crepe mm. And after that, the liqueur back here by the fire in the lounge. No. Then? What? Uh, no. Oh, hey, boy. Who is this? Uh, me, number one for Mr. Paladin. Sorry, Larry. No champagne. No peacock. No creepy Suzetta. No liquors tonight. Wire come. You go. I know. You already packed. Wire? Here. Bad news, Mr. Paladin? Oh, dear lady, forgive me. Hey, boy, send an answer to Tom Carter, Abilene. Just say, have done with travel. It's no surprise to anybody that the attractive and inexpensive new radios have proved popular. It's no surprise that is to anyone who listens to CBS radio. With so much in the way of music, comedy, drama, variety, and news coming your way every day on CBS Radio, more than one radio around the house is more than a convenience. It's almost a necessity for anyone who has a daily routine. The man of the house wants to come home to an attractive home and an attractive wife. But household chores in themselves are rarely inspirational. The smart homemaker is one who refuses to let her regular responsibilities get her down. She gets her work done every day, but she gets her entertainment in, too. She has a radio in the kitchen as well as the living room. Chances are she has a portable radio as well to follow her from one task to another around the house. 
She knows why the inexpensive new radios are so popular. And, what's more, she knows the value of CBS radio, too. Here you are. Your bag, your saddle, and your gear. This is your hotel right here. What's that? Oh, folks from the Wild West show hold up in town right now. <laughs> Most likely out of the West. Out of West, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the star tracks in the Tomahawk Carter's Wild West show. Well, it's kind of frisky at times. Uh, wouldn't go into the lobby by the front way if I was you. You wouldn't? Huh? Not with Alec cutting up before breakfast. <laughs> she just might take it into her mind to shoot them buttons off in that fancy vest you're wearing. <laughs> well, I'll chance it. drinking, which I don't. Say, you know who you're talking to? I do. I'm Ella West, and I can out-shoot, out-ride, and out-cuss any man here. I can out-drink you, I can out-chew you, and I can out-sit you. Possibly. Hey, Ella, here's Tracy Calvin. Tracy, where? Hi, Tracy. Now, you gonna let Ella take over your spot in the show? Huh? Morning, Ella. I didn't see you come in, Tracy. Why don't you answer Breed's question? Well, I... I just might take your spot. For two cents, I'd run you out of town, pony boy. Don't cut your price for me, Ella. Why, you... Break it up, now, go take it. That drink's around Tomahawk Carter. Everybody. I want to talk to you, Ella. You too, Tracy. That squabbling's got to stop. You'll find me in the bar. Come on, Bree. Well, sure thing, Ella. Come on. Yeah, what was it this time, Tracy? The same thing it always is, Mr. Carter. Well, wrap me in buffalo hide, paladin. <laughs> Hello, Tom. Hello. Oh, you're a sight. It's a real sight. Oh. Yes, sir. Tracy, this Mr. Paladin. He knew me way back when I was making an honest living. <laughs> Tracy Calvert. I've seen you ride, Mr. Calvert. Laramie, Wyoming, 71, when you took the grand prize. I had a lucky day, Mr. Paladin. Uh, we got power to make. Well, I'll run along, Mr. Carter. No, no, you stick here, Tracy. I got bad trouble, and I want you to handle it, pal. Save your money, Tom. I never saw a man you couldn't handle. It ain't a man. That little gal I want gentle tonight. Tom, there's one wild thing man will never civilize. Woman. And if you mean that one, I'm afraid there'll be no pleasure in failing. That little gal in there happens to be Ella West. Twenty-four years old, she's already more of a name than Calamity Jane, Cimarron, Rose, and Bell Star lumped together. 
I got her in my show, and I got damaged bills to prove it. And I'm going to lose my shirt even before I get my show together if something ain't done. You lose more when you get on the road. There's a million people want to see Ella West, Mr. Paladin. Darling of the frontier, heart of gold, yes, I've seen the write-up. She's fast with a gun, and she can ride like a Comanche. She has to be more than that. Ella West is a legend, Tom, a romantic illusion. Your audience will expect you to bring it to life. That's right. And instead, you'll produce a repugnant, grimy-faced, loud-mouthed little shrew. Well, I don't figure Ella's as bad as all that, Mr. Paladin. Oh, how long have you known her? She joined the show last month. Well, my question was, how long have you known her, Mr. Calvert? If you don't mind, I'll look in on the stock. Tracy and Ella was raised in the same part of the country. Learn shooting and riding together. Let him tame her. He seems to have a personal interest. Now, doggone it, we're old Tom, Tom, you're talking about making a show horse out of a wild, mean-tempered colt. Now, that takes more than taming. It means crushing its spirit, rebuilding it from the ground up. With a horse, the odds are ten to one for failure. Yeah, I guess I knew it wasn't any use all along. I could have made a fortune with her. That's why I want ten percent of the entire season's gate if I succeed. You ain't changed, have you? I hope that's a compliment. <laughs> it ain't never stealing to ask what you're worth. Of all the filters, cigarettes, can't filters that can't Here's Mr. Paladin, Ella. Oh, fancy pants. He come here to learn you some things. <laughs> you ain't gonna learn me nothing. Correct. My function is to teach. You will do the learning. I quit. Fair off time. She just resigned. Wait just a blasted minute here. If anyone gets rummed off, it's gonna be him. <laughs> Go along, Tom. I'll talk to you later. I'll be in the saloon. Now then, sit down, Miss West. Mind if I smoke? No. Go ahead. Try lighting that cigar now, fancy pants. That will be two deductions from your wages, the cost of the cigar and the bullet damage. You're kind of a cool one, fancy pants, but you ain't going to make no lady out of me. First, you're not worth two cents to the show as a lady, and second, that would be impossible in the first place. Why, you... <laughs> you took my gun. It'll be less noisy that way now. Sit down, please. Better. 
Although your audiences will expect you to be somewhat different from the average woman, they will expect certain fundamental manners. The essence of showmanship is to be different without being obnoxious. You're a lily-livered, fancy-talking dude. I'll run you out of town by morning. I believe you made the same ridiculous threat to Tracy Calvert. Him too. Tracy said anything to you about me, I'll kill him. <laughs> There's a ring of honesty in that threat, Miss West. However, he said nothing. I was merely speculating. Are we ready? If you've got something to learn me, I mean, teach me, then get on with it. But keep your nose pulled in, dude. Incorrect. I gotta eat, don't I? You don't reach with a fork and steer a slice of bread. You pick it up with now, your hand. And you never speak with your mouth full. Now, it's one thing to act homespun. It's quite another. Breed! You wearing a gun, dude. It's quite another to create revulsion. I suggest you confine your idiosyncrasies to calling the food littles and complaining over the last. I asked of you a stuff. question, dude. I heard you. Because if you ain't got a gun, you better get one. I'm going to teach you some manners. Drop it. Ellie, you've been tied to this dude for two days now. You like it or something? I'm going along because there's money in it. You know an easier way, Breed? Yeah. All right, Ellie. You say the word when you need me. Mr. Breed seems to resent me almost as much as you do. I can handle Breed for you, dude. No need, Miss West. When the time comes, I'll handle him myself. Now remember, just pretend I'm a newspaper reporter. Get on with it. <clears throat> Another question, Miss. Tell us about your parents. My old man was a stinking drunk, and the old lady was worse. She was always... You are talking to reporters. Well, then let them make it up like they've been doing all along. <clears throat> Mention the homestead. Homestead? It was a stinking sow pen. You can ask Tracy Calvert. He... It was so bad you couldn't believe it. I'm sorry. You wouldn't feel so blasted up if you got rud up like that. You knew Tracy Calvert then? Oh, yeah. I knew him. We was kids then. His daddy had a nice spread of land. You should have seen Tracy's house. All painted inside and out with a fence around it. And Tracy's mall starched up and nice. She gave me a dress once. My old lady traded it for some whiskey. No, Tracy would have laughed if he'd ever seen me wearing it anyhow. I think I understand. What? About you, Tracy Calvert. Do you? Yeah, maybe you do it that. You're kind of a strange one yourself. I didn't know real men came in fancy pants. Well, what I mean is, we ain't doing so bad, are we? I don't know. He's sort of like you. Everything I wasn't, Tracy was. Everything I didn't have, he did. When he was real little, his mom let me stay one night. She come in and pulled the cover up and kissed me. <laughs> I was 16 and he was 18 when they was going to move away. Maybe he wasn't growed up yet, but I was. I was growed up plenty. I didn't ask Tracy to marry him. He'd just take me with him. I'd do anything if he would. He could cut me up into little pieces if he wanted to. Just take me. I never said the same thing since, but I'm saying it to you. I, I ain't what folks think. No man's never touched me. You take me with you when you go back to San Francisco. I wouldn't be afraid with you. Maybe just kiss my cheek and say something nice. I don't want to be in no show, printed in no paper. I, 
I just want somebody to know I'm alive. Please. No. What's the matter? Look at yourself. You're still that grimy 16-year-old kid pretending she's a man. You don't compete with women because you're afraid to. Allison. Find the man who wants the smell of the stables and ask him to take you away. <laughs> Breed wants me. Then you and Mr. Breed deserve each other. And he can have me. Just as soon as he kills you. <laughs> Do you see speed laws and other regulations as restrictive, or do you look upon them as protective? When a police officer writes a summons for traffic violations, do you see him as an enemy or a friend? Your life may depend on your attitudes. Statistics clearly indicate that where laws are obeyed, deaths go down. It's no secret that emotional immaturity is the major factor in our accident rate, how else but childish can you describe the notion that breaking a traffic regulation is a way of getting away with something? What could be more infantile than believing one can prove his superiority by ignoring a stoplight? Unfortunately, too many drivers on the road subscribe to that kind of emotional outlook. The result is tragic. Almost 85% of all traffic accidents in America are caused by careless, childish driving. We hope you know our traffic laws and the people who enforce them are there to help save your life. He's a nasty one, Mr. Paladin. Along with you, like. Well. Good afternoon, Ella. I heard you wanted to see me, Mr. Breed. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't recognize you first, wearing them big boys' clothes. <laughs> You're carrying your play-acting too far this time, Ella. Play-acting? I've shot men for less. That's kid talking. We aren't kids anymore. Shut up, Tracy! You heard the lady, Tracy. Shut up and get out. Me and Fancy Pants gonna settle something. I've changed my mind, Breed. I don't want no killing. Uh-uh, honey, we made a bargain. You're gonna keep it all the way. Tracy, take her to one side. You, barkeep, pour five shots and set them up in the line. Yes, sir. Oh, six. I promised Tom Carter I'd avoid a gunfight if possible. Oh, you ain't got no choice, fancy pants. All poured? Yes, sir. Good. Now then, Mr. Breed. I have one bullet left. Please, draw whenever you're ready. Well, I... Are you going to draw? I didn't... If you aren't going to draw, I suggest that you find Tom Carter, hand him your resignation, and start traveling. Now. Lessons continue at 7, Miss West, in my room. Please be on time. Well. I got myself some female clothes. 
Cost more than genuine buckskin. I took a bath, too. Well, come in. Tracy Calvert's right. If I ain't a woman, I ain't nothing. I'll go if you want me to. You look very nice, Miss Wood. You don't have to say that. It happens to be true. You come off surprisingly womanly in a dress. Store sold me a lot of lashings and crossroads to go underneath. It is not considered good taste to discuss undergarments. I'm sorry. Only thing that threw me was my top notch is worse than platting a cap on his tail. I still hate you. Kind of. Now you smile and go ahead. I don't blame you. I'm clumsy and I talk ignorant and... I guess a few yards of silk don't help the likes of me much. Wise man judges by the lady's smile. I think I felt better when you was whooping my knuckles and telling me not to spear my bread. Golly, that's the first nice thing you said to me. I'm dealing with a woman now. You're dealing with a shaky one. You just being kind to me. A woman needs kindness only when she has no virtues, Ella. I... I wouldn't want you to say anything out of pity. Pity isn't included in the course. Come in. Well, Mr. Powers and I were... Holy, lovely, jumping toads. Oh, Tracy. Why, Ella, you... Well, I... Gosh. What's the matter, Tracy? Well, Ella, I've never seen you in... I mean, your hair, your eyes, Ella, you... You're Lady Ella. Am I, Tracy? You sure are, and I'll kill the man who says you ain't. I'm sorry for what I said to you, Ella, about not being a lady. But doggone it, you've changed. She changed for you, Mr. Kelvin. Huh? She'll tell you herself in time. But she'd like it very much if you just kept that silly look on your face and kept thinking of her as a lady. Oh, I will, Ella. I swear I will, honest. What'd I do wrong? Did, did I offend you? No, Tracy. No, dear, dear Tracy. Now, Ella, don't cry. I... Mr. Paladin, what do I do now? Take your lady in your arms, Mr. Calvin, and never let her go. Aveline Town, Mr. Paladin. In Aveline Town, things are going smoothly. And uh, how are things here in San Francisco? Smoothly. Specifically, the young lady I never dined with, is she still registered here? Oh, yes. Ah. Uh, then will you please take her this note and tell her I'm back? I do it, but her, her husband no like. Her husband? <laughs> she get married two days ago. Ah, me. But the uh, Spanish dance I registered today. Very nice. Oh, you catch him up for dinner, eh? The Spanish dancer? Oh, boy. Uh, hey, boy, take that note up to the Spanish dancer with my compliments. Same note? <laughs> Same note. <laughs> no one we know of approves of wasting money. In spite of that, however... We Americans are often guilty of wasting our money by the uses we make of our government facilities. 
Take the operation of the post office, for example. Mostly out of habit, many offices and individuals post outgoing mail at the end of the day. In so doing, they leave post office employees with too little work to do at other times of the day. In addition, we forget to include zone numbers as part of the address. In both ways, we're slowing down the entire system for delivering mail and adding to the cost of our postal operation. The problem is simple enough to solve. Start solving it tomorrow. If you'll arrange to post letters and packages earlier in the day and include zone numbers on the return address as well as the outgoing address, you'll help our post office operate more efficiently for you and at less cost, too. Remember, for faster, more economical service, mail early in the day and include zone numbers. Have Gun, Will Travel. Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe. Is produced by Norman MacDonald and stars John Daner as Paladin with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was written by Gene Roddenberry and adapted for radio by John Dawson. Featured in the cast were Virginia Gregg, Sam Edwards, Harry Bartell, Lawrence Dopkin, Lynn Allen, and Barney Phillips. Hugh Douglas speaking. Join us again next week for Have Gun, Will Travel. say you made allowances for your opponent's ability with a gun. Have Gun, Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875. The Carlton Hotel, headquarters of the man called Paladin. Good morning, Mr. Paladin. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Paladin. Good morning, Mr. Davis. 
I'm going to be at the Pacific Union Club. I was wondering if there's any mail for me. Clerk, a a room, please. Uh, Do you have a reservation? Uh, uh, No reservation. This trip came up suddenly. You have references? I'm Ned Alcorn, president of the Citibank in Placerville. Uh, uh, Here are my credentials. Oh, Oh, yes. Oh, yes, of course, Mr. Alcorn. If you sign here. Excuse me, Mr. Alcorn. Oh, uh, uh, wait a minute, clerk. Uh, Yes, sir? I uh, want you to take a good look at this picture. Manfred Holt wanted dead or alive $2,000 reward. This man might show up here. A desperado here in San Francisco. Uh, may I see that, please? Oh, I beg your pardon? I'm sorry. My name is Paladin, Mr. Alcorn. I couldn't help overhearing. Oh. This Manfred Holt, wasn't he to be hanged last week in Placerville? Why, yes. He broke out of jail three days ago. Uh, killed two deputies. You think he's coming here? I think so, Yes. He's killed nine men, and he'll come after me sooner or later. Why? Well, I was the chief witness against him at the trial. Oh, I see. His wife's living in a cabin up in Grass Valley. She had a son born while the trial was on. Holt swore in court that he'd see the infant and then come after me. Well, it'd probably be better for you if Holt was stopped in Grass Valley, wouldn't it? Of course. As it is, there's a sheriff and a couple of deputies chasing him up there for all the good it'll do. This makes the fourth time Holt's got away from Sheriff Ludlow. Oh, that sheriff's not too smart. I'm no bounty hunter, Mr. Alcorn. However, I am available for a fee. To do what? Here. My card. Have gun. Will travel. There's nothing funny about loneliness. Yet one of America's funniest guys, a man who lives by laughs, is haunted by loneliness. His name, Jerry Lewis. In the latest issue of Look Magazine, in an exclusive story entitled, Always in a Crowd, Always Alone, you'll find out exactly what Jerry Lewis is like. Look tells you why, when Jerry goes on stage, he carries nothing in his pockets except pictures of his family. And what happened when he forgot those pictures? Why does such a successful man drive himself so hard he ends up in the hospital? You'll learn in Look what Jerry thinks about, how he feels inside when he clowns for a nation of television viewers. How much time does Jerry spend with his four boys? What is his home like? And what was Patty's little speech that made such an impression on him about all the girls he'd meet on tour? For the intimate and often startling story of Jerry Lewis, don't miss the latest issue of Look Magazine, the issue with Jerry and Patty on the cover, at your newsstands now. Get Look today. It was a long ride from San Francisco to Grass Valley, and I had a lot of time to think about this outlaw, this Manfred Holt who had killed nine men. Nine men lying dead somewhere because of him. And his wife had just born him a child. It was a strange sort of cycle. Near noon of the second day, I rode out into a wide meadow and suddenly pulled up short. Three men were spread out along the side of a knoll, their rifles ready. They were working towards a thicket in the middle of the clearing. I dismounted and walked forward. Give it up, Holt. You don't have a chance. <laughs> That blamed Omri fool. Hey, Sheriff, look behind you. What? What are you doing here, mister? I want to talk to you, Sheriff. I'm coming in. Where'd you come from? San Francisco. 
Are you Jake Ludlow? Maybe I am. That's Manfred Holt you've got boxed up over there. What do you know about all this? A man named Alcorn wants me to see that Holt has returned to Placerville. I was on my way to his wife's cabin. So was Holt when we caught up to him. Oh. Uh, is Holt alone? Yeah, just him. Got a saddle horse and a pack horse. Then you don't need any help. Not unless you want to save us some time and start digging his grave. You might surrender. You think I'd chance two days on the trail back to Placerville with Holt? He's already killed two of my deputies. He was tried and found guilty. They're going to hang him, aren't they? Hang later or shot now. What's the difference? Well, the difference between justice and hey, murder. Sir. He's coming out. I can see his horse. It's a pack horse. Stop him, Ed. Bring him down. That's fine shooting, just fine. You missed him. It was too late. He was flying. You crazy-eyed fool. What are we going to do, Sheriff? Start closing in. I'll come in from this side. You think he's still in there? Better put that fancy gun in your hand. You might need it. Perhaps he was under the canvas on that pack horse. Who are you, mister? Name's Paladin. All right, Paladin. Keep your eyes open. Sheriff, he's gone. Ain't nobody in these trees. Looks like he got away from us again. And what did you do to stop him? Oh, I... There are his shells. He was firing from here. And he crossed over to here, where his horses were, and he, he climbed on one, the pack horse. He was under the canvas. That slippery murdering devil. Gage, you follow his trail. Me and Abel hit straight for his cabin. One way or other, we'll find him. His saddle horse is over there. You want him? No, he just slows up. Leave him be. Uh, Sheriff, I'll I'll meet you at the cabin. Look, Paladin, you cross Holt's trail. Just get out of the way. There's eleven men I know of tried to beat him on the draw. They're all wearing marble slab hats now. The sheriff and his partner Abe headed out for Holt's cabin, while the other deputy Gage followed the trail of the pack horse. When they were well on their way. I moved over towards the biggest cottonwood in the thicket. You can come down out of that tree now, Holt. There's no point in trying to shoot. You make too good a target against the sky. All right, I'm coming down. Glad you throw your gun down first. Here it is. All right, come on down. How'd you know I was still here? You rode the pack horse under the tree and swung up a branch without touching the ground. How'd you get the horse to keep running? Slip a burr under the pack saddle? Sharp rock. Hate to do it to old Jenny, but she'll keep going till she shakes that rock loose. You knew all the time, huh? What's your name? Paladin. Why don't you tell Ludlow? He would have killed you. And you? What you gonna do? I'm taking you back to Placerville. To be hung at a county fair while they hawk buttons off of my shirt as souvenirs? Let's go. Man ought to be let die like a man at the hands of a man. What are you messing in this for, anyway? The reward? Alcorn hired me to see that you don't reach him. Alcorn? Hired your gun out of that quivering tub of gully mud. Can't even fight his own fight. <laughs> Against you? Well, any man can't handle a gun. Got no business west of the Mississippi. All right, mount up. Look, Paladin. Half day's ride from here is my cabin. 
My wife and my boy are there. I got a present to give the boy. I see. If you let me get the cabin first, I'll go quiet with you to Placerville. No trouble. You got my word. I'm not begging, mister. I'm offering my word. The sheriff will be waiting at the cabin. I'm going to give my son his present. You've never seen your son? No. <laughs> He's only been around three weeks. Then you ought to see him before you go to Placerville. Let's go. This horse he'd hold still long enough. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, have some of this. Oh, jerky. He used to like jerky. Until I married Uncle Sarah, got used to woman cooking. It's pretty good. This here's a trail I mentioned. All right, you lead the way. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yes, sir. A woman sure changes them, man. It's too bad she didn't change her ways with a gun. We might have had more time together. Man has to be the way he is. I don't like somebody. I reach for a gun just natural the way you'd reach to scratch an edge. Maybe. Watch Ooh, your step. Uh, this here's tricky ground. Well, you can't go around killing everybody you don't like. It does kind of sound like I got me some bad habits. Still, it don't seem right to hold a carnival and string me up. I got a son now. Can't you just see him going around saying my daddy got hung? How a man lives is more important than how he dies. But it's my finish they'll be remembering most. Up ahead around that bend where it gets steep. Narrow and steep. You hug the wall. Okay. Now, if my boy could say, my daddy stood up like a man in a gunfight. Got shot down like a man working a gun. Now, that's something else again. Then I will be... Hey, Paladin, take hold of that horse. Uh, the cinch is loose. The saddle slip it. Paladin, you hurt? No, I'm all right. I'll need help getting up. Drop me a rope. 
Housie, you're down there on that ledge, and I'm up here. Come on, come on, man. Get a rope down here. You see how it is. You know what I got to do. You're taking me back to hang. Hurry up, Holt. This ledge won't hold me very long. I'm real sorry, Paladin. I thought you never killed a man except with a gun. Holt! Holt! Grab this rope, Paladin. I got it. All right, mister. Come on up. I got it. Thanks. No thanks called for. You didn't turn me over to Jake Ludlow when you could have, so you saved my life, man. You wouldn't have been down there if it wasn't... You went off of your trail so I could see my son. The way I see it now, we're quits. All right. Neither of us owes the other anything. Fair enough. But you keep your eyes open now on. That's my cabin there. Sheriff and Abe probably inside. Paladin, I got to get in there. You will. What you got in mind? I'm going to wedge this. Oh, now. Oh. Wedge this pebble between the shoe and the hoof of my horse. What for? Never mind. Uh, now, you stay out of sight until Ludlow and his man ride out. Oh, Sheriff, your your man Gage caught up to Manfred Holt back near where you had him cornered this morning. He got him? No, no, he didn't. Oh, Gage did? He was still able to talk when I left him back at the clearing. Wouldn't hurt to get him to a doctor. Bad, huh? Well, there's nothing I could do for him. Abe? No, no, I'm not going nowhere, not alone. Not with Holt out there someplace. All right, get our horses, we'll go together. Okay. What's the matter with your horse, Paladin? Ah, he's gone lame. I can't ride this way. You sure can't. Looks like I'm stuck here. Well, you better hide in the woods till we get back. Mm. Here we are, Sheriff. All right. If uh, Holt gets here before we get back, use that gun. All right. Time was when the sedan chair was considered the height of luxury. When you think of all the places you go and all the things you now do by radio, a sedan chair doesn't seem like much of a luxury at all. Tune to a radio network like the CBS Radio Network. You can, in a matter of moments, travel to foreign capitals to learn what's happening to individuals or whole nations at a time. Because a network like CBS Radio is made up of many stations, stations like the one you're listening to now, the smartest supper clubs from New York to San Francisco invite you to dance to the music of their big-name bands night after night. Because CBS Radio's vast network facilities extend in every direction, you can laugh with the funniest comedians in Hollywood, 
or on Broadway. Then move on to a serious discussion of space-age problems, and all in the course of an evening. By all means, use that sedan chair if you have one. But if you want to go places fast, take CBS Radio along. The little cabin sat quiet and alone in the lush green valley. There was only a dust cloud over in the west to show where Ludlow and Abe were tracking the other deputy. I turned and motioned Holt to come in. There was some whopper you told Ludlow. Look, we won't have much time before they find Gage. You better give your son his present. Uh, Paladin, I guess you and me now reached a point where we stop counting what we owe each other. Manfred? Sarah, what's this I hear about you breathing, boy? Oh, Manfred. Oh, oh no, sir. No, no, don't be carrying on so. You knew I'd be along. I knew. I brought friends, sir. Here's Mr. Paladin. Mrs. Holt. Won't you come in? No, thank you. Uh, I'll stay out here. You two have a lot of talking to catch up on. That's true. That's surely true. Come on now, Sarah. You you show me what you've been up to. Sorry it was so long in there, Paladin. Takes a lot of talking for a woman to tell about bearing a child. Yeah, I guess it does. Good drinking water, ain't it? That's a good pump you got here, too. I got me a son, Paladin. Fine strap-in son. Did you give him his present? I sure did. I give him my name. Manfred Holt, Jr. I, uh... I see you picked up a present for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> the gun. You know, it's funny, Paladin. A fellow like me has just got to have one. Yeah. Let's get moving. Sheriff will be back any minute. I'm not going to Placerville with you. Yes, you are, Holt. Not for that crowd waiting there in Placerville. Not until I find Ned Alcorn, anyway. He hired me to see that you don't kill him. I never would feel right knowing he's walking the same earth I am. I'd see he had a gun. Now, we've talked about that, Holt. He's not very good with a gun. Too bad. If you went on, there'd be other men. Some of them pretty helpless that you wouldn't like. You'd have to kill them. A man just has to be what he is. I guess that holds for you, too. That's right. Well, I was hoping it wouldn't turn out this way, Holt. Ain't nothing you can do now to change it. You won't ride back with me? No. Let's move away from the cabin. She's been told not to come out till everyone's gone, no matter what. She won't. Try nothing fancy, Paladin. Wing and a shoulder of the like. Man like me, you either kill or he kills you. I know. Of course, I'm figuring to beat you. I'm awful good. That pump. When the next drop of water falls, we both fire. Can you see it? Next drop. Yeah, I can see it. Building up, hold. Yeah. It's coming. I'm sorry, Manfred. Sorry? For saving me from that 
that Placerville Circus. Manfred Jr., he, he don't like for his paw to get him. do this for him. For him? It was bound to come. We've always known that. He shared his life only with many respected. So it was with his death. It was nearly dusk when I'd finished the grave and fixed a simple marker to go on it. An evening breeze was coming fresh from the high mountains. And in the half-light, I could see Sarah, her son in her arms, standing by the cabin. Later, after I'd said goodbye and had ridden to the low hills that ringed the valley, I turned to look back again. Now there was no one in sight. But a trail of smoke came from the chimney, and I knew the woman was cooking the evening meal. And there was a wonderful peace in the meadowland. Mr. Paladin. Thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, while you were away, the San Francisco papers carried the full story of your killing Manfred Holt and your reward. $2,000. Oh, and yes, Mr. Alcorn left this envelope for you. Here you are. Oh, my fee. Yes, that's what I came back for. I'll be leaving in the morning, Mr. Davis. Leaving so soon? Something important? Very important. I have two envelopes I want to deliver to a young widow and her son in Grass Valley. Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe, is produced and directed by Norman MacDonald, and stars John Daner as Paladin, with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was written by Sam Rolfe and adapted for radio by Frank Michael. Featured in the cast were Lawrence Dopkin, Frank Cady, Ralph Moody, Joseph Kearns, Gene Lansworth, and Sam Edwards. Hugh Douglas speaking. Join us again next week for Have Gun, Will Travel.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.